In charismatic, you're listening to Canada's most listened to spiritual talk show. Well, folks, coming up on the Drew Marshall Show in uh, a little bit. First, it was Preacher Idol, and then came So You Think God Wants You to Sing. And now the Drew Marshall Show is back with yet another slightly twisted version of a hit television show, Soul Survivor. That's right, five religious tribes are going to compete for the soul of one person. I'm already getting in trouble uh, for this one. How are you getting in trouble with this one? Churches don't like me. Okay, well, that makes (laughs) a couple of us, yeah. But first, we're going to hear about two love stories, uh, the Bible and the beauty salon. Folks, uh, put your hands together and welcome to the Drew Marshall Show. The angel who touched me and the man who went from uh, being a parachute regiment in the British Army to being a nanny and survived them both, Roma Downey and Mark Burnett. Hello, folks. Are you there? I'm here. It's Mark. Rome, are you there? I most certainly am here. Hello. Hello to both of you. Uh, first of all, my engineer is all a quiver uh, because he's he's just absolutely in love with you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I love your I'm red so hair, glad Mark. To hear that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 understand that he's a wonderful man. Oh, stop it! <laughs> so listen, uh, right off the bat, Mark. I, I mean, I want to talk to you about this guitar playing son, James, that went to Berkeley School with a with a uh, a friend of mine's son uh, that was the music we played in the background did you did you recognize your own son's guitar playing i absolutely did 100% boy and is I he was, good yeah he's really good actually and he's still at berkeley and i spoke to him this morning and uh, he's he's uh, actually coming to california with his band to play in california next week sweet sweet well you have three children one of each just kidding. Uh, Riley, James, and Cameron, I think, are their names. By the way, the last two, James and Cameron, are they blue, skinny, and really tall? That's <laughs> <laughs> very funny. That's yeah, not really a good joke at all. But Actually, actually I'll tell you a funny joke about that. I remember once, I don't know, eight years ago, in Malibu on a, uh, a trick-or-treat thing, and um, they were uh, in Malibu and trick-or-treating with all the other kids at the school, and lost sight of them in the dark and yelled out, James, Cameron. <laughs> and the guy in front of me turned around and looked at me, and it was James Cameron. No <laughs> way! No <laughs> way! Yes, at the, at the front, at the doorstep in front of me. I didn't know him at the time. I know him now. But I just said nothing. I, I acted like I'd said nothing. And I looked at him, and he looked at me, and he, he turned around and carried on with his kids. Oh, it was so embarrassing. That is a good You know, over the last 10 years, I've had some great stories shared. Larry King is a brilliant storyteller, and, uh, and Tim Conway has killed me with stories of how he and Harvey Corman would just get into, into silliness. But that one right there is, is one I will remember as well. Roma, can you do us a favor, please, and tell us the story of how you met Mr. Chim Chimney Dick Van Dyke here uh, in the salon while you were having your bunions shaved? <laughs> I can't believe you said that. My, I was not having my bunion shaved because I do not have bunions. Mark, I was Mark, having my we... nails manicured, <laughs> and my husband was having a haircut, mm-hmm. and um, we, we, our eyes met in the mirror, and um, they met once, twice. I thought I'm not looking over there again, and I looked over and got caught looking, and he oh. laughed. He paid his bill and he laughed and 
when I got to the receptionist, I said, that guy that just left, who was was he? And she said, isn't that funny you asked me that? Because he just asked me who you were. I said, hmm, did he know? <laughs> and a few days later, he... He got my number and called, and the rest, as they say, is history. Is history. Is history. Well, it's a lovely little story, and uh, uh, Mark, I've got to say for the record, I, you just have the best hair. I'm a bald dude. You have the rockinest hair, man. Seriously. You like you make Seacrest look like uh, Dr. Ruth. I don't know. It just... <laughs> It's horrible. Uh, in doing my research for you guys, I, I sort of discovered that uh, you've been to a few places that I've been to. Uh, I went to Nicaragua with Compassion, and you went to Nicaragua with Operation Smile. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Uh, it's one of the, the mission sites that we've been to. We've been working with Operation Smile for years. We're a volunteer group that repaired children with facial deformities, cleft lip, cleft palate. And we took a mission down to Nicaragua, and I think over a hundred children were were uh, were given new smiles on that mission, which is just brilliant. Well done, yeah. You helped kids uh, uh, with their cleft palates, and I got dengue fever, so uh, thank you for that. You went to uh, Jordan, I think, with Operation Smile and helped children, and I went to Jordan to see Petra, and then I got interrogated by the Israeli Armed Forces for two and a half hours. How was your trip there? Oh, fantastic. We love Jordan. In fact, we also, prior to taking a mission in there, we we had been on holiday. We'd also gone to Petra, and we camped. We took the children. We camped in the Wadi Rum Desert, and uh, Jordan is one of our favorite places. We have lots of friends who live there, and um, really an extraordinary country. As I recall, Mark, we went to Jordan on our honeymoon. Yes, we did, and also we opened up a children's healthcare center the roma downey center in amman jordan for the operation smile kids to help with their speech because once they have cleft palates even once you fix it they, have to, they need speech therapy so we opened the roma downey center in amman jordan wow wow you guys are just you're good looking you're successful and you're just nice you're making me sick so <laughs> let's just move along here um my spies tell me also that you guys like to eat at two of my favorite restaurants uh Tradenoy and Jeffrey's, both in Malibu. Is that is that correct? Yeah, actually, you're good spies. But, you know, yes, we do. We, we do it at Chardonnay, and uh, we do it at the Sage Room, and we do it at Nobu also. Uh, Nobu is good, yes. Um, I I actually had, when I went to breakfast at Jeffrey's, I, had, I, I was so hungry. I had gone for a long run that morning, and I, had, I ordered three different breakfasts. And uh, boy, you get stared at when you eat that much in Malibu because normally people in Malibu eat like tofu and and a rice bean or something, you know. Not in our house. Not in not in our house. No, no. Irish breakfast tea and eggs and bacon. Trust me. Beautiful and Brussels sprouts. I hear everyone loves Brussels sprouts. That's right. You love. Oh yeah, you have done some good research. We are a Brussels sprout family, and I don't know how many people you can say love Brussels sprouts. No. No. We do. Uh, well, listen, before we get to the Bible, let's get through. I want to go through some background information on both of you. And I, I've got to go through this quick because I don't want to, uh, I don't want to uh, bore you or go over time. So let's, uh, Roma, let's, uh, let's uh, take care of you first, if you don't mind. Uh, when you and I met at CTS here in the, in the Toronto area, I, I brought up uh, London Stroke Dairy, which is where you are from. And uh, the locals understand the reasoning 
behind uh, calling it London Stroke Dairy. And we talked about Jerry Anderson, who I just found out yesterday will be coming back. Uh, he's getting out of hospital and will be coming back and doing the show. So That good. is great news. Jerry Anderson is one of my favorite people, and I'm delighted to hear that he'll be back on the airwaves. Yeah, actually, my engineer and myself, we, we sort of modeled uh, the shtick that he and, uh, and his mate have. Uh, I, liked it to, uh, I like to take the mickey out of my buddy over here. Uh, next week, it's our St. Patrick's Day special. Uh, last year, we had Sinead O'Connor, which, uh, which was quite interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm sure that was. Well, it, yeah. was, it was brilliant. It was maybe one of the very few times uh, that the, uh, the Canadian uh, government uh, was interested in my show with the amount of swear words that came across the, uh, the air. Listen, isn't her, remember that Nothing Compares to You video? Oh, yeah. Just so memorable. It just, I, I can still <clears> see it in my mind. So this year, though, I'm, I'm a bit stuck as to which Irish celeb we should ask. Uh, we'll have Michael Flaherty uh, from Walden Media on. Uh, that's his <laughs> sort of Irish. And uh, theologian Pete Rollins, who is brilliant, uh, and a couple of Irish recording artists. Uh, would you like to suggest someone for me? That someone you're going to talk to? Yeah, give me an Irish celeb I should talk to about God's stuff. <laughs> oh, let me see now. Um, uh, maybe, I could, maybe I could give a word or two myself. Are you going to join us for our St. Patrick's Day special next week? <laughs> Is that when you're on? You're on the actual day? No, it's, on, it's the 16th. We're Saturday. We're Because sa- all day, look, every St. Patrick's Day, I spend the entire day at my pub. The entire day. <laughs> um, so we can't do that. Yeah. Uh, when I first moved to America, I was just amazed at how much they celebrate St. Patrick's Day here. Yeah, no, it's, it's even more than we do back home. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Roma, Roma, what's the most rebellious thing you did when you were in college? Because you have this sort of oh, I'm an angel thing going, right? And oh, I'm you know soft spoken. Except when you're on Bush's show, uh, what's his Billy Bush? Boy, did you light up! You uh, you became a bit of a cheeky monkey on that show. Oh. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, uh, I I went to art school and drama school, and uh, what what happens in art school and drama school <laughs> stays, stays at art school and drama school. If you think I'm going to get on the radio and share that with you, you are out of your mind. <laughs> All right, I just wanted to see if we could see. I knew that we weren't going to get any uh, any dirt. You were on a friend of mine's uh, show uh, recently here in Toronto, and you dropped a Leonard Cohen quote about there being a crack in everything. Oh and, yes, and I love I love it. Like let. Ring out the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There's a crack, a crack in everything, and that's how the light gets in. Yeah, brilliant line. Uh, but I want to ask you, Roma, with your mom dying when you were 10 and then in your early 20s, your father passing away, where's the light in that? Well, you know, it's, I, I obviously have missed them my whole life, but I... I and I think about them every day, and I brought them in my heart with me across the ocean. I don't know that I would have emigrated. I don't know that I would have lived the life I had if I'd still have them there. So I think that they're, you know, that they they carried me across the ocean to to live the life that I have and achieve the things that I have. Um, the the coat check girl in the Upper West Side of New York City. Interesting how, um, uh, in the world of television, that your husband is now smashing Regis Philbin because that's that's the guy who whose coat you checked and he gave you a nice tech. Is, isn't that fascinating? How this the, the collision yeah, of worlds the, the, here? Life moves in circles, doesn't it? But Regis Philbin was the first celebrity I ever met. 
and I was checking coats um, uh, in, a, in a very fancy restaurant, dreaming about what it might have been like to eat in a restaurant like that, to be able to afford to eat in a restaurant like that. Yeah. And Regis Philbin was so nice to me, and he left me a very big tip. And then maybe five years later, I was invited to be the guest star on the Regis Philbin show. Amazing. And I told him that story, and um, <laughs> I thought there's just it's just a great... Uh, great opportunities here if you're willing to work hard. There's three things I found out about you that I'm not sure are true, so let me go through these real real quick. Were you turned down for an Irish Spring commercial because you didn't sound Irish enough? That's absolutely true. <laughs> it's amazing. I was sure I was a shoe-in. It was one of the early voiceover auditions I had. I came back hoping that my agent was calling. I really needed a job. And he, and he said, no, you didn't get it. And I said, well, what was the feedback? And he said, you didn't sound Irish enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know how to fix that, right? All you, do, uh, you have to do is make everything sound like a question. Uh, well, I know that, but we, I thought I had still had to have a little bit of street credibility <laughs> when I would go home. I couldn't suddenly start sounding like uh, a Hollywood leprechaun. Were you, no, no, you wouldn't want that. Uh, uh, were you turned down uh, uh, as a Xena warrior princess? Uh, well, you know, uh, um, it's, a, it's a bit, it's not as More complicated, clear, yeah. Okay. Not as clear cut as that, okay. no. But I, I, I was down in New Zealand, and I did play the Queen of the Amazons, all five foot four of me. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and there was a, a question about would I go back to, to be on another show they were about to do. And, right. and I declined and came back to the States and got the starring role in Touched by an Angel. Is your brother a priest? My brother is a priest. Is he Father Ted? He's father brother. Father brother, father brother Ted. All right. Well, I'm glad to know those are those are true. Uh, Touched by an angel, just under 25 million viewers a week for almost a decade. Coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. Who said that? Yes, Monica said that on Touched by an Angel. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and it's so true. And you know, and it just shows up again and again. God just keeps showing up. Isn't well, it wonderful how that happens? Yeah, you've had a lot of uh, this coincidence stuff and a lot of just uh, uh, well timely things. I mean, let's talk about Della Reese. Uh, how you know she lost a daughter, you became her daughter. You lost your parents, so your mom, and she became your mom. You know, she performed the ceremony, your wedding, a few years back, seven years, I think. Yeah, she's just been a blessing in my life, and. She did. She she stepped into the role of a mother. You know, it's when you lose your parents as young as I was too. You you have to find your family. You know, and she she has been a, a, a great friend to to me and to to our family now. She loves uh, my husband. When when I first introduced her to my husband, she she took him in her arms and she whispered in his ear. She said, "That's my baby girl, and if you hurt her, I will have you killed." <laughs> And I'm not joking. <laughs> and I'm not joking. <laughs> you know, I told a buddy of mine who uh, who wrote a book called The Shack that she should play the role of God uh, because uh, Paul Young had God as a black woman in The Shack. Yes, no, I know. In fact, you're not the first person that said that. And we love Paul Young. We we met him at a few different conferences we've been on, and I love him and I love his book. Well, uh, th- as much as it pains me to say this, and I never in my life would imagine I would ever say this. Well, that's enough about you, Roma. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Mark uh, for a second. Mark, uh, are you still there? I'm here. I'm okay. very happy hearing my wife's voice. I mean, doesn't she have the greatest voice? She does. She does. But as an only child, I thought you might have pulled a suck attack and run off because you weren't getting enough attention. So no, my apologies. No, I, no, I just actually was just thinking as I was listening to you guys talking, the amount of times we could be in an airport or somewhere or a restaurant 
and Roma's talking and people turn around because they recognize Monica, the yeah. voice, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, Roma's got a beautiful voice. Well, uh, to go from the parachute regiment in the British Army in Northern Ireland to being a nanny, were you, were you in Northern Ireland when Roma was in Northern Ireland? Uh, was I, no, I think Roma was away at college. There was a little bit of an overlap and a good chance I threw a brick at him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, were you, okay, so were you in London, Mark, when Roma was in London? Yeah, yeah I'm sure we were. I'm yeah. sure we were. And we were also at many, many CBS events um, when Roma was the number one show with Touched by an Angel and the number one, number two show on CBS was Survivor. Mm. And I'm sure we were at many, many events and in the same room and hadn't even spoken and it makes me feel sad because it all those years i didn't spend with her yeah it wasn't until the bunion moment really so <laughs> I, I made the bunion story up and now, <laughs> thanks to you you've ruined my whole afternoon <laughs> terribly sorry mark uh mark you know you've got it made uh when family guy takes the piss out of you seriously i mean you'd think it would be when you get a star in the hollywood walk of fame but when family guy works on you well done. Congratulations. Yeah, well, you got, got to know from our kids' perspective, that's all they really care about with their <laughs> careers, that family guy ripped me. Was it fun, uh, speaking of Survivor, even though I haven't much, uh, was it fun crushing Simon Cowell with last year's Survivor, which was up against the X Factor with four times the budget? Y- yes. Uh, Simon, by the way, is our friend, just so you know. However, Simon did... Um, uh, take first blood by making comments about Survivor and how great X Factor would do. So, yes, there is a little bit of friend, <laughs> friendly fun in that Survivor not only be X Factor in total viewers, but also in young viewers and everything else. Uh, Survivor rules. Uh, with getting Survivor sold originally, from what I understand, it was pitch after pitch, no after no, rejection after... Well, hold on, hold on. So... Maybe it's not no after no, because actually, from my experience, it's never really a no, is it? It's more like the fact that L.A. is the only city in the world where you can die from encouragement. Well, well Roma, tell them what you say about when I, when I hear the word no. Yeah, my husband doesn't hear the word no at all. All he hears is new opportunity. Uh, Roma, I checked your Twitter account yesterday, and I went through things and had a little, little bit of a squiz. And, uh, you know, it, it, here's the list. I want to just bring this out. Uh, Ryan Seacrest, Sarah Ferguson, Patricia Heaton, uh, Jane Lynch, Jeff Probst, uh, Rick Warren, Piers Morgan, uh, Kate Goslin, Billy Bush, Joel Osteen, Tim Tebow, Eric Metaxas, Dean Kane, Shannon Tweed, uh, P. Diddy, Shakira, Christina Aguilera, Patty Millett, Tony Robbins, Elizabeth Hasselback, LL Cool J. Um, either you guys are the most it's sucked up. You are their closest friends. Either you are the most sucked up to couple in Hollywood no, or people really are, love you. Oh, everybody love loves the Bible. Really? Oh, yeah, weren't they? If you you tell me you were on Twitter, then you saw what they were all tweeting was about the Bible series. It was. Yeah, that's the common that's the common voice, and and you know it's been just so great. The Bible trended number one on Twitter last Sunday, and we hope it'll do the same too tomorrow night. Yeah, well, uh, you guys are zombie killers, uh, trending number one on Twitter. Twenty-seven million people watched it last week. How did Canada do? That's all I really care about. Uh, it was also, I believe, number one in Canada, which was wonderful. It's such great help. You know, Crossroads really helped us get the word. Uh, we came to Canada and we had such a good time up in Toronto, which we found out was used to be called the, the name of the city was City of Churches, which I, which I didn't know before. Um, and we had a wonderful time, and it was number one in Canada also, so we're very happy. 
I guess in getting this together and getting this 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 whole thing off the ground, uh, was it an effort to try and not make this Bible series sound like a Monty Python sketch or 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 uh, something that you know like the left? Like I can just imagine these lines coming out, you know, on the on the set of uh, of the Bible series, and and you've just got to dial it back a notch, and, and I mean you've got to keep it authentic. It's got to be real. You can't have American actors because everyone says what is with that accent, and then you can't have Middle Eastern a- accents because people don't understand it. And so what what do you default to British people because that that, that makes them sound smarter? And I, I you know there's so many dilemmas. I mean, two was it a cast of two hundred? I think is that right? Yeah, somewhere in that uh, ballpark, a diverse international group. I mean, yet most of them were British, but quite a few pulled in from South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, Ireland. Um, And our our leading man, um, our our central character of Jesus, portrayed beautifully by Portuguese actor Diogo Morgado. Um, So we had a, a great, varied, very talented group. But yeah, we wanted it to feel authentic and real and gritty. We didn't want this to look like a Donkeys and Sandals production, you know, that was made 30 years ago. We wanted this to feel current and and relevant and accessible to make the stories human, to make them emotional so that people would really connect to them. Um, Working together as a couple... You know, most couples can't work together like the way you you two did. Is there is there a secret to to not killing each other? Yeah, but it's, it's pretty easy. Most husbands would understand. First of all, everything Roma says to do, I do. <laughs> and second of all, imagine being married to an angel and you've got a crew there of a few hundred people. Everything Roma thinks is right, the angel, everybody's going to take Roma's side anyway. So. Yeah. I've got no chance to begin with. Yeah. Yes, dear. I hear that. I hear it. We we had, you know, listen, it's a little bit like ha- having a, a child that that once the baby is delivered, you forget how how exhausting and and uh, the the pregnancy might have been. And you know, we didn't always see eye to eye, but we're the best of friends. We know we can completely rely on each other, and uh, we brought uh, different uh, strengths and skills. From the minute we shook hands and hugged and decided that we were going to do this together, we haven't looked back. It's been a really epic journey, and it's been so much fun to get to share it together. When uh, when my buddy uh, Rick name dropper, pardon me. When my buddy Rick Warren interviewed you guys, uh, you talked about fear, uh, fear of doing this right. Mark, with with this being your first scripted series, I believe, and, and then of course you know the whole welcoming arms of Hollywood. Typically, when it comes to God stuff, especially when it's a God production by God people, you know they're hoping it doesn't turn into something that'll get left behind. Uh, it, it it had better be exactly what your three teenage kids wanted. And uh, and so you've got all this fear, uh, fear factor, so to speak. Uh, are you now? Is it is that fear totally quenched? Is it is it done? Is it over? You have no fears whatsoever because the numbers are there because it is a success. Well, I mean, the, yes, all different emotions along the journey. But I have to say, as Roma said, fear. You know, as Roma often will say, fear exists, but it's the courage to overcome that. We've never looked back in four years. We are Christians. We are proud of being Christians. We have told this as one story, Genesis through Revelation, that the grand story of God's love for all of us, it's like 10 hours inviting people to read the Bible, to go to church. We couldn't be clearer about that. We couldn't be clearer about our love of God. 
And just because we feel that way doesn't mean we're not fantastic at making TV and getting you know the number one show out of it. Mm. It, it, it. Just being a Christian making programming doesn't necessarily mean it, it means to not be well made. And I think that was a very important thing. And what's happened now is all over Hollywood this week, and we know this because we live here, right? People are asking other people, do you have any ideas for a Bible project? Anybody got any more Bible projects? <laughs> That's the way it goes, right? And the same people who were maybe rolling their eyes at us two years ago, that this would never work, yeah. and now want to make their own Bible project. And what's good about that is more people are discussing God's chosen people, the story and the faithfulness and perseverance of Abraham and Moses in the last week than having decades. And this week, we have the story of Joshua and the walls of Jericho coming down, Samson meeting Delilah. I'm sure he's sorry he ever heard her name. And the story of David, Goliath, and obviously David, Bathsheba, ending on Solomon. This week, if you thought last week was good, this week is way, way better. It's epic. Um, you know, Mel Gibson did the suck-up circuit with the Jesus people, and it paid off, but it's a pretty hard crowd. Uh, what was your experience like? Uh, I didn't think it was hard at all. I mean, I think, first of all, we, we are Christians, so we're going out into the heartland of America. We spent, as a family, through Touched by an Angel and Survivor, we make family-friendly programming. You know, we have had a long, fruitful relationship with the Parents Television Council and with the faith community. That's our world. So it was just normal for us. You guys also have talked a number of times about feeling called to do this project. Uh, you're both born in the same year, 1960. You're both 52. Was this part of leaving a legacy uh, for, for, the, for the two of you? Not that, you know, you're in, you're in your deathbed or anything, but, uh, you know, there's, there is something about hitting the 50 mark and, and thinking, okay, what, what, is, what does legacy look like? Was this, was this legacy no, attached? Not at all. Think think about what you're saying, really. Like, so, Touched by an Angel, Survivor, The Voice, Shark Tank, Apprentice, all the things that we have going on. We have, right now, without the Bible, five nights a week, number one shows. The last thing we needed was a job or legacy or anything. We were called. This is not a TV show. It's we wanted to make a show that about it. glorify God. That's right. And um, and I believe that we have achieved that. It's 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 beautiful. And more, I think, importantly, the dialogue that it's begun mm. all across um, North America, on on Twitter, on the web, on people talking about scripture, people discussing these characters, people discussing the meaning. People are hungry for God. People are looking for purpose in their lives. And um, we're just so grateful to all the, the pastors and faith leaders and, uh, you know, we have so many friends up in Canada who have all been just helping us make some noise to to let people know that the Bible series is out there, that it's, you know, that it's going to be on every Sunday through the rest of the month with, with a terrific finale, Easter Sunday, that includes the crucifixion, the resurrection, the ascension, Pentecost, the conversion of Paul, right through to Revelation. And it's, uh, it's uh, something that's, you know, that's really beautiful. And, and, and musically, all tied together with this fantastic Hans Zimmer uh, score that is, you know, just a, a, a class unto itself. Yeah. Uh, at, well, after listening to the score, I mean, Hans Zimmer, he is Batman. There's no question. 
Yeah, he's used to to doing the stories of great heroes. Yeah, and also Hans Zimmer is probably one of the only composers who has scored the parting of the Red Sea twice. He did the score for Jeffrey Katzenberg's movie The Prince of Egypt, and he's done the score for this. Wow. Wow, he should get into the water business. All right, well, listen, tomorrow night on the History Channel, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, uh, the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Mark, Mark, uh, just before we go, i got to ask you, what is with all the rednecks uh, on reality TV? Uh, we've got rednecks, truck driving, rednecks, uh, dan- uh, children in, in, in beauty pageants. We've got rednecks uh, garage sailing. We've got rednecks fishing, go- uh, duck calls. Uh, uh, what is the go with that? Lumberjacks. Lumberjacks. Uh, but, but you know, we don't make any of those shows, but we, we certainly can totally appreciate it. And I have to say, most of the people on most of those shows tweeted to watch the Bible. Like the, gold, the guys from Gold Rush, who are great guys, the guys from Duck Dynasty all tweeted to watch the Bible. And, uh, you know, we, we make network TV, you know, so our shows, as you know, Survivor, Apprentice, The Voice, Shark Tank, and, and now The Bible. But, you know, listen, it's... Good thing about what we have going on here, right? It's a free society. Hmm. There's plenty of channels. You can watch what you want. And what's really great is in this free society, we were allowed in Canada and America to put the Bible on primetime television. And what we'd hope is that everyone listening out there and feels called, call 20 people, email 20 people you know, and ask them to email 20 people all over Canada to watch the Bible. And let's get more discussion of God in our lives. You know, I kind of like you guys. I, I, there was something inside of me. I don't know. It's sort of like the tall poppy syndrome, I guess, I, living in Australia, being Canadian. I didn't want to like you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I didn't because you're just so you're so everything. I, I'm just jealous is what I am, I guess. And and I just really, really like you both. So please don't let me down ever. Can you keep that perfection going? <laughs> Hey, there's a crack in everything. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Listen, guys, thank you thank so, you. so much for doing what you do, and, and you've just spent so much time with so many people uh, for this project. It, it, you, it stinks that you are in love with God. You can smell that a mile away. It's, it just smells so genuine. So, we love him. Thank God you. is good all the time. Thank you. All the time. Thanks, Mark. You, uh, thanks, Roma. Bye-bye. Thank you. Yeah, bye. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye. There you go, folks. The Bible series on the History Channel, tomorrow night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Stay with us.